Welcome to Solutions OP Clinical Trials Podcast. My name is Olga and I'm the Managing Director of Solutions OP. We are a small team of experienced professionals working on clinical trials in the United Kingdom. I'll use our podcast to discuss hot topics in clinical trials and provide analysis of the latest trends and challenges in pharma and medical device industries, not just in the UK, but globally. Thank you for listening. Today we will discuss why there are less clinical trials in the United Kingdom. Uh, but before we start, uh, let's uh, say a few words uh, about where this came from. Uh, initially, uh, there was a report back in October 2022 uh, from the Association for the British Pharmaceutical Industry which reported that there's a big decline in the clinical trials since 2017. And the steepest fall was in 2021, where from 234 clinical trials uh, in 2017, they were reduced to 139 in 2021. Uh, It's really interesting because... uh, um, my team works also on <laughs> commercial clinical trials and uh, we've been working for on a, about 7% of the trials uh, <laughs> at that point. Commercial trials are the trials which are funded by uh, pharma uh, and medical device industries. Uh, so they're very important clinical trials uh, for us. And also that report... Uh, states that there is a 44% fall in the recruitment in the commercial clinical trials. The other topic that we're going to discuss is why is this a bad thing? Uh, Historically, clinical trials uh, have uh, provided access to new medicines and uh, uh, medical devices. uh, and Especially this is uh, very important for patients with rare diseases because for them, often the only option for treatment is a is a clinical trial, where they're testing uh, new drugs uh, that could be potentially helpful for their for their condition. Uh, but also clinical trials, especially commercial ones, they provide access to some breakthrough therapies, uh, which are otherwise not available uh, for the patients because they're still in testing phase. And, and they've been some really good drugs over the years that helped a lot uh, uh, patients. So it was uh, fantastic uh, for patients to have this, if you want to say, early access to clinical trials uh, and, and to these medications via clinical trials. Um, and another important part of uh, patients participating in clinical trials is that it could improve their quality of life. And um, we've seen it with some drugs uh, where people really happy uh, with their response and, uh, uh, and their treatment. So commercial clinical trials are really, really important to us. And the... Uh, the question why the less clinical trials came from, from the government, uh, which is now um, worried why there is such a decline uh, in clinical trials, especially the commercial ones. Uh, and uh, it's, I think it's a very, very good question actually to ask. Um, and there are lots of factors which affect uh, the amount of clinical trials. 
and probably the the first factor that comes to everyone's mind is Brexit. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, probably Brexit had an impact on the clinical trials, and um, inevitably, I remember from uh, the the beginning when uh, there was a the switch from the European regulations to the UK only regulations uh, to, during the transition period. There were lots of uh, clients who were very anxious and they were saying, oh, how is that going to work now? What are we going to do? But I think more or less now it's all settled and people are quite happy with the way the clinical trials are, are set up in the UK. And there is a lot of clarity in how things work. Uh, so, yes, probably Brexit had an impact um, with concerns about drug import and so on. But at this moment, I don't think this is the, the, major, the major issue which is causing to have less clinical trials in the UK. Another very, very big factor uh, is the COVID-19 period when um, basically all the research was put to a hold. And uh, uh, many clinical trials were stopped even for some uh, indications like cancer and cardiovascular diseases. Um, and the message at this point was like, uh, you either work on COVID-19 studies or everything else could wait. This really had a very damaging effect uh, and it sent a, a wrong message uh, to, to the industry. Uh, because people uh, were not able to plan their studies anymore. They didn't know when they'll be able to actually set them up and how long that's going to take. It was all bit hanging in the air. And uh, uh, of course, uh, <laughs> uh, this had an impact because when you, you start a study somewhere, especially global study, um, you need to you need to be able to plan it in advance and it takes months and months to plan it. So it's not like overnight, oh, I'm going to start tomorrow. Uh, so that definitely and uh, uh, had a very big impact on the amount of clinical trials in the UK. We had a, quite a lot of delays um, we were put on hold. So everything which was COVID was prioritized. Everything else, we were just told to wait and it will happen at some point. I mean, I understand it was a very complex situation, but at the same time, I think the message that was sent to the uh, to the industry was was not really the the right one, and uh, uh, it gave a lot of uncertainty to people. They didn't know what to expect and and when things will improve. Uh, what could be the the next big factor that affected the amount of clinical trials that we have at the moment? And I mean, it's the elephant in the room. It's funding, of course. Uh, so according to an article in Science and Enterprise magazine, the venture capital fell 43% from 173.8 billion US dollars in 2021 to 98.9 billion dollars in 2022. Now, you can imagine this definitely has an impact. Um, for big pharma uh, companies, uh, probably not such a drastic impact. Uh, but for all the small, uh, mid-sized pharma and medical device companies or startups, 
it, it is a really big issue for them because they don't have access to to funding the way they used to in the past. Um, like in the past, they were able to get funding even if they have a good idea and some positive initial feedback and, and results. While now the whole funding um, aspect is changed. So in order to have funding from a venture capital uh, fund, you need to... Uh, to make sure you have results to show that whatever you have, drug or device, works and it's worth investing in it. Uh, and also, uh, they expect to have like some preliminary data which is already generated uh, for, for this device or drug. And, and this is very difficult because... Uh, uh, these companies, the small companies and the startups, they, they have very limited funds. Another thing is that venture capital uh, investors, they expect to see a lot more innovation, a lot more, uh, you know, breakthrough products which have never been seen on the market, something that is really catchy for them so that they can invest in it. And that's very difficult. The reality is... It's it's so so difficult to come up with something that will work, you know, and and it's a brand new and no no one else have ever thought of it. <laughs> um, there've been a, a lot of development and there are lots of people working in research, so uh, it's not easy to come come up with something brand new that no one's done before, and you know that people will just be like, wow, let's do this. Uh, so. The funding is definitely a very, very big, uh, big issue. Uh, another big uh, factor that had an impact on the amount of clinical trials is the cost of, of conducting clinical trials in the UK. The costs have been going up and up uh, over the years. And uh, at the moment, from uh, feedback I have from some of my clients, uh, the costs in the UK are similar to the costs in the United States. Um, uh, which is uh, quite strange considering that in the UK uh, hospitals are working not for profit, NHS hospitals. Um, so uh, their costs uh, being the same as the USA hospitals which work for profit, I think it's it's quite weird. Uh, but this is the fact and this is what I've heard as a feedback from, from clients, uh, especially clients based in the United States. So the, the costs are inevitably uh, uh, another big factor. And uh, considering that you can run study probably a little bit cheaper in European countries, you might be tempted to go to a European country than the UK uh, uh, with uh, these costs. Uh, but again, I'm not saying it's getting any cheaper in, in Europe. I think it's the, generally the tendency is that costs are going up uh, everywhere. Uh, but it's just... Uh, you know, it, it's difficult then to, at, at the end, when you have the final product and uh, um, you have a new drugs coming on the market and you wonder, why are they so expensive? Well, of course they're expensive. The whole development, it takes a lot of time and a lot of money. So you can imagine the final product will cost a lot of money for us, uh, people who have to use the, the, the medic medications at some point. So... Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that, that's a, a challenging thing. And also everything in the industry, which is branded as clinical trials, it tends to be quite expensive. So that's uh, 
that's a known issue uh, that's been ongoing for for many years. Um, okay, so an, an, another uh, another factor uh, at the moment that is causing uh, concerns and um, uh, some <laughs> anxiety in people is the regulatory delays until. Autumn 2022, um, MHRA, which is a regulatory authority in the UK approving clinical trials, they were running on time and they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, but they've been experiencing resource issues and uh, they've been fighting with a backlog. Uh, I, I do hope they'll catch up very soon. Uh, but these delays are also another thing uh, which... Uh, cause concerns uh, in companies, you know, everyone's trying to set up their studies as quickly as, as they can. Um, the regulatory delays uh, uh, are not uh, something specific to the UK. I, From what I've heard, other agencies uh, around the world are struggling uh, too. Um, and at the moment, ethics committees are doing quite well in the UK. Uh, it's just the MHRA that needs to, to do a bit of a catch up. And um, um, another another big factor uh, that uh, impacts the amount of clinical trials we have is the site setup delays. So <laughs> that's uh, uh, another very big topic. Uh, but basically, if you need to set up a clinical trial in the UK, you need to obtain approval from all departments which are involved in the clinical trial. So if you have pharmacy, radiology, local lab and so on you need to get approval from all these people before you can start setting up the study uh, and you know they have to confirm capacity that they are able to work on the study and at the moment this could take months it depends on the site some sites are a bit quicker others uh, are, are quite slow it depends on the resource issues at the hospital but uh, yeah these delays uh, have been another another concern uh, because when you're talking about competitive recruitment, you know, you want to be able to start as soon as you can. You know, as soon as you have the approval from the regulatory authorities, you want to be able to finish contract and, and, and kick, kick the recruitment and everything and start recruiting patients. And so far, these delays have been a, a really big challenge for, for, for everyone trying to set up uh, clinical trials uh, in the UK. And uh, uh, probably the very last one um, I want to mention is um, uh, NICE uh, uh, is also impacting clinical research. Uh, and I'll give an example uh, with an uh, indication for muscular dystrophy. Um, so patients who have muscle dystrophy, they have some background therapy, which is quite expensive one. And uh, recently, uh, NICE, who is the regulator, our price regulator here in the UK, uh, and responsible for approving which uh, medications could be considered standard of care and could be covered by the healthcare system and which not. You know, recently NICE uh, made this uh, decision that they will not uh, fund the background therapies uh, for patients with muscle dystrophy who participate in clinical trials. And uh, now I can understand in a way why they made this decision because these are very expensive drugs uh, which they, you know, have to uh, use taxpayers' money basically to cover them and patients participate in the clinical trial. But at the same time, 
because it's a rare indication, this put on hold majority of the clinical trials in, in this area. Uh, and um, the reality is that majority of the companies who, who work on rare indications tend to be small companies and startup companies. And for them, it, it is a really big cost and uh, basically they cannot afford it. So if it doesn't work in the UK and we don't cover that, then they'll have to find another country where they're happy to cover this cost and they can run the clinical trial. Um, so th that really def uh, caused uh, uh, additional complications, uh, unexpected complications for the uh, uh, commercial clinical trials in this area. Uh, but we, we hope there are ongoing discussions and, and we hope uh, uh, that there will be some solution uh, with NICE uh, in the future. Uh, so what, what I can say in, in conclusion is uh, the, the, the reason behind having less clinical trials in the UK is, is definitely not a simple one. Uh, there are plenty of factors that influence uh, this. Um, and uh, yeah, probably Brexit is one of them, but funding is a very big one. Cost of, uh, uh, of studies, uh, setting up studies, uh, and generally the cost of, of the studies themselves, it, it is another very big um, uh, factor. And um, delays in regulatory agencies' approvals and site setup, you know, all these things are not easy, you know, not helping uh, when uh, people have to make decision if they want to set up a clinical trial in the UK or not. Uh, but at the end, what I can say is I don't believe this is a UK-specific uh, uh, specific issue. And uh, I think there are many, many countries around the world who are struggling at the moment and uh, they see a reduction in, uh, in their numbers of commercial clinical trials. And I, I hope there will be uh, some initiative and something to, to help all these companies who are waiting for funding and uh, they're struggling to get their their studies uh, up and running and placing their uh, products on the market uh, because we definitely need some some input and something needs to change uh, to, to help uh, drug development at the moment uh, so thank you for for listening and uh, uh, hope to discuss another interesting topic in the next episode